0: Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with Evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at Ministries.com. Now, here's Evangelist Nick. Hello everyone, welcome to tonight's broadcast. I'm Evangelist Nick coming to you live from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, here in the Lehigh Valley. So, a couple quick but important things coming up. The Daily Bible Reading Plan. We have 18 people signed up, which is absolutely phenomenal. But I believe there's more people out there. How many want to grow uh, in the things of God? How many want to see victory after victory? You want to see breakthroughs? You want to see turnarounds? You, You can't do it without the Word of God. And you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, give me this day my daily bread. So we're going to be reading the Bible together from front to back. You're going to get the New Testament, the Old Testament. Uh, So you're going to just grow in the things of God. We've been doing this. I've been doing it basically almost every year since I've been saved. And this is the second year that we've opened it up to the Z team. And uh, last year, we had 22 people do it with us. And uh, this year, we already have 18. And so I want to see Uh, Many more people join us and read the Bible with us. We have commentary. We'll talk about it on the broadcast in the new year, and uh, we'll just grow with God. Amen. You got to have the word of God. Also, January 2nd through the 22nd in this year's theme for Zaner Ministries and the Z-Team is Run to Win, and we are kicking off the year running as hard as we can through time of prayer and fasting. And so I want to encourage everybody to be a part. You can do so by being uh, doing a six-to-six six fast, or you can do a full fast, and uh, you are going to grow. And we're going to do being we're going to do uh, prayer time every single day, Monday through Friday at 1 p.m., and then we're going to keep Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. And uh, I want to encourage you to subscribe now on YouTube so you can get updates on. When these broadcasts are live and you can be a part of that, and uh, we're gonna we're just gonna kick this thing off, and uh, God is gonna see, or we're gonna see God come through for us in a big way. Can you say Amen? Man, praise God! You guys are hopping on tonight. We're gonna be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is part two. If you missed part one, I want to encourage you go back after this or you can listen on our audio podcast and uh, listen to what me and my brother taught in the in regards to the fire of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, the workings of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it was powerful. And we had we broke our all time watching record. We had 34 people on, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you start in the basement with only three people watching and three people as your family, that's a lot of people. Amen. So uh, I'm super thrilled and excited uh, for tonight. But let's get into this here, the teaching tonight. Five immediate results of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm teaching on this, number one, primarily because the Lord spoke to me for the month of December and have an emphasis on the four core cardinal doctrines of a Pentecostal believer, which is salvation, divine healing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then next week, on Tuesday, we're going to talk about the return of Jesus. And so, why is that so important? And I know where the Lord is heading. Because we are living in the last days, and the Bible says that in the last days... People will have what the Bible says, itching ears, and will go after other teachers who will basically teach them what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. And if you don't know what your foundation is as a believer, you will fall for anything. And I believe you're not people watching right now. You're not going to fall for just anything. You're going to, you're going to go forward and when the winds and waves come of, of life and trials and tribulations your house is not going to get knocked over because your foundation's strong and uh, this is our third pillar if you want to do four pillars however you want to put it third pillar which is the baptism of the holy spirit and so yes this is a pentecostal channel so if you don't agree with me you can find another baptist channel or methodist channel or someone else and you can watch there but i believe according to scripture I'm going to give you the Bible. I'm not going to give you my opinion tonight, but I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is a separate um, experience. There's salvation and then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is a gift to the church. Salvation is a gift To the world, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift to the church. And we're going to dive into it a little bit more on the teach side since it's just me by myself. But you need to know this. If you're going to make it in the last days, because people are getting weird when it comes to the things of the Spirit. People are prophetic toe painting and blowing shofars two at a time just blowing it on people doing some wacky jacky stuff and uh, we're not into that we're not we're not waving flags and devils are fleeing because we're waving flags and you know all this weird stuff no we're we're believing the bible and what the bible says everybody say i believe the bible type that in the comments what i'm telling you tonight you need to run it alongside the word of god and anything and from this day forward Anything that I bring up, run it against the Bible. Why? Because I'm not, it's not about my opinion. It's about the Word of God. This is our blueprint. This is our playbook. This is our roadmap to life. And this is how we live. And where do you get doctrine? You get doctrine from the Word of God. And we're pulling this straight from the Word. And so you can take it to the bank with you. Uh, when it comes to the Word of God, so let's get into this. If you're taking notes right now, is a great time to start. I'm going to be in Luke chapter three, verse sixteen. I brought this up on Tuesday. I want to I want to drive home a point here with this. Many people know John three sixteen, but as a Pentecostal believer, you should know Luke three sixteen just as much. The Bible says, John answering, saying to all. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Holy Spirit and fire. I want you to type that in the comments. The word baptize means to be fully immersed. He will immerse you in the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes upon you, He empowers you for certain things. Go with me to Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 4. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Who is he? That's Jesus. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. Verse eight, but you shall receive power. I want you to type power in the comments. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea in Samaria and to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Kansas City, Minnesota, Virginia, Maryland, wherever you're watching from. You shall be witnesses there. So, the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not to make you weird. It's to make you an effective witness. Number one, if we're going to start, we're going to start right here with number one. Number one immediate result of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is power to be a witness. Power to be a witness. This is why Jesus said, This is the words of Christ. This is his, this is his final words. He said, Hey, brothers, before, you, before I take off, tarry and wait for the promise of the Father, for you will be baptized not many days from now, and you shall receive flags to wave around in your home to cast devils out. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say you shall receive paintbrushes that will cause devils to flee as you paint the lion of the tribe of Judah. No. It doesn't say, Hey, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You shall receive power that goes into that shofar (laughs) that when you blow it as loud as you can, all devils flee. That's not what the Bible says. He says, you shall receive power to be a witness. A witness. A witness of what? Of, the, of your faith in Jesus Christ. And this, you know, this is the early apostles. And he said, hey, don't go tell anybody about me yet. Don't go anywhere yet. Don't go to Jerusalem. Don't go to Judea. Don't go to Samaria. Don't go to the ends of the earth until you receive this power. The number one reason why you should seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to be a more effect, effective witness. The number one reason, I'll say it again, why you should be desiring the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to be a more effective witness so you can share your faith, not by with words only, but with demonstration and power. Why? That's when Jesus showed up, Jesus went about, he preached the gospel and he shared the kingdom of God and he was teaching, preaching and demonstrating the the gospel, demonstrating the power, I should say. Why? Because he knew that the signs would dra- grab the attention of the people. And we know that multitudes follow Jesus. Now, before uh, Jesus, even himself, before he started his ministry, if we go back to Luke chapter, um, chapter three and we broke it down, it says that Jesus showed up on the scene. I'll paraphrase it for you. Jesus showed up. And John said, hey, here's here, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's recognized. He saw uh, Jesus, and he knew immediately that man is the Savior. And so John looked at Jesus and said, hey, you need to baptize me in water. And Jesus said, no, you're going to baptize me. And the Bible says that when he went under the water and came back up, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit came and descended upon Jesus. And then immediately he was driven into the wilderness, tempted by the devil. And then after 40 days of prayer and fasting, he came out with power to demonstrate uh, that, that he truly was the anointed one, the, the Savior, the Messiah, And so even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. I want you to write this in your notes. I need the Holy Spirit. If you're going to be effective here on the earth, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need to desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you already have it, you need to understand that you already have the equipment to be an effective witness. Many people don't realize what they got when they got when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people just think all I got was a shundai Hyundai could have bought my bow tie speaking in other tongues just for a second. And they think all I got was a little little dab. We didn't get a little dabble, do you with the Holy Ghost. We got everything we needed when the Holy Ghost came upon us to be a witness. You got power. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is now at your access, but we need to, we have to understand by the word of God, what has been given to us so that we can be effectively, uh, demonstrating and using what has been given to us you know it's kind of like if you had this phone you know if all you knew was how to make calls and you didn't know how to text you didn't know how to download apps you didn't know how to do all that stuff does that mean now what you have doesn't have the ability to do what it's created no it just means you don't have the knowledge to access that and so what we need to understand is we have the holy spirit more than just in us, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, he's upon you, and there's power available to you to cast out devils, heal the sick, um, pray in your prayer language, to speak in new tongues. You have power. Go with me to Mark chapter 16, the Great Commission. If you've been in church more than four services, my God, you should have heard this scripture, but if not I'm happy you're watching tonight, you're going to hear it, but the book of Mark chapter 16, and I could quote it, but I like to read it to you word, word by word, the great commission. Oh, it says this, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. I want you to type in the comments, I'm a believer. This is, this is your portion right here. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Not in my flags, not in my shofar, not in my prophetic painting. It says in my name. You shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. There it is. I'm going to get into the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, they will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So number one, to be an effective witness with power. Number two, since it's mentioned here, I'm going to go into this point, is you receive your prayer language. You receive your prayer language. It says here, in my name, they will speak with new tongues. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I know many of you watching, I know I've met you before. I know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I know you speak in new tongues. You didn't just get a nice little experience, and that was neat, and uh, I sure would like to pray in tongues again. No, you received Your prayer language. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. I'll prove it in the Bible. When the Holy Ghost first came. give you a couple of scriptures to back it up. It says this. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 4. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared unto them divided tongues. As a fire, and sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, the initial evidence, for your note's sake, the initial evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, In my name you will speak in new tongues. Now, you didn't just receive that to you know say wow that really sounded interesting or that really sounded weird and I really hope one day I can do that again. No, you received your prayer language, and in Romans chapter eight verse twenty six, go there with me. The Bible tells us that we begin to speak mysteries unto God. I'll read it to you. Verse twenty six. Likewise, Romans eight twenty six. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. So sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. In other words, when you speak in other tongues, you don't understand it in the Bible. It tells you that when, you know, we, when we pray, when we're beside ourselves, it's for the Lord's benefit, but we speak in our own language for our own benefit. In other words, when you're praying in the Spirit, when you are speaking these groanings which cannot be uttered, when you're praying in your prayer language, it's the Holy Spirit praying through you and helping you pray how you should. You know, when you don't know what to do, the Bible says He'll help us in our weaknesses. This is this is such an advantage that, the, you know, honestly, if you grab a hold of this, it, about your prayer language, because the first thing I had to do when I got saved, I feel got filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what, it was such an experience. My brother shared the testimony last uh, Tuesday on Tuesday. Almost said last night, but we weren't on last night. Um, but when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I had no understanding of, you know, the prayer language or anything. I was just, I would wait and, Lord, give me that experience again, because it was powerful. I mean, I felt the fire. I was weeping. I was crying. It was glorious. But that was the initial baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then, therefore, I've been given this gift. And so I had to, I had to figure out, okay, what do I do with this? And I began to study the word of God and see how he make he when our weaknesses when we don't know how to pray. He'll help us in our prayer. And so what you got to do is you got to continue. You got to start exercising that language that you've been given. You got to just begin to speak it out It once once it's been given to you, it won't be taken away. Amen. The gifts and callings are without repentance, so he's given you this gift of your prayer language. You just need to begin to speak. Many of y'all, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you haven't exercised your prayer language, and you're wondering, man, my prayer time seems dull. My prayer time seems boring. My prayer time seems to be going nowhere, and uh, this is just a reminder that if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to start praying in other tongues because that will start stirring up the gift of God on the inside of you, like it says in Second Timothy 1 verse 6, to stir up the gift of God that you've received and to fan the flame. How do you fan the flame? By praying in the spirit. You you might start in the flesh, but you get into the spirit. Why? Because that's where your help is coming from. It puts God to work for you in your prayer time. You know, if you start praying. You can put a list of, you know, pray for my wife or my, your spouse, pray for your kids, pray for your, your parents, pray for your grandparents, pray for your church. I mean, in about a matter of 20 minutes or less, probably 10 minutes, you can pray for everything on your list. And then you say, Jesus said, could you not even tarry one hour to pray? How are you going to pray for an hour? Well, he's given us help. It's called the Holy Spirit. Most of your prayer time should be spent praying in other tongues. Why? Because it's the, you're praying the perfect will of God. Why does the devil, when you start talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, why does he attack tongues so hard? He hates tongues. There's groups of, uh, in religious uh, circles who will spend their whole Sunday morning service talking about how speaking in tongues is of the devil when really the Bible is, I'm telling you what the Bible says, speaking in tongues is really ordained from God. Why, does the, why did they spend so much time attacking it? Because the devil can't fully understand what the prayer what's happening in your prayer time. And if he can keep you from praying in other tongues, he can keep you from accessing more of what God has for your life. This is an advantage we have in the church. We have a great advantage with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you need to grab a hold of that tonight. Ephesians 6, verse 18, to drive home the point. says this praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so how can you pray at all times praying always obviously you got to stay in a state of prayer and in staying in connection with god but at the same time you can pray it says praying always in the spirit it's talking about the Spirit praying in the in the other tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost is what old-timers say, and that's what I'm saying because I'm an old soul. But, I, you know, you, you pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, Jude, verse 20, just to even drive it home a little bit more, because people will say, well, brother, you know, you talked about Acts chapter 2. Great. But no, there's more than just Acts chapter 2 verse 1 and 4. I can even go into I can even go into 1 Corinthians 14 and go there. Talk about how Paul said, "I pray more than in tongues more than you all." Verse 20 says, "But you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit." Praying in the Holy Spirit. I want you to write that in your notes and write that in the comments. Praying in the Holy Spirit. In other words, many believers are not being built up on their most holy faith. Their faith is, is not being, you don't build your faith up when you pray in tongues, but you're building upon the faith that comes from the word of God by praying in the spirit. And many people are not building themselves up because they're not praying in the spirit they've been they've been given this gift but they haven't access they've been they've been only accessing the phone calls on their with what they've been given but they haven't accessed the texting in the in the apps and the photos and everything else they've just been dealing with one little aspect of it but i'm telling you, you can have it all with god amen so number two your prayer language number three immediate results of receiving the baptism with the holy spirit number three boldness boldness we all need a little bit more boldness in these last days. We need more boldness than ever before. Why? Because it's going to take some boldness to stand up to some of this ridiculousness, <laughs> period. I talked a little bit about the ridiculousness in churches, but what about the ridiculousness of things in the world? All these different ideologies and, and things happening, and, and it seems like everybody's for it well you're gonna you're gonna need some boldness that's what Peter and James and John the great apostles Acts chapter 4 I'll I'll, we'll go there together but they were up against it they were they just healed a man in Acts chapter 3 they healed a man who was sitting at the gate called beautiful they went up to him they said silver and gold have I none but such as I have I give unto you rise in the name of Jesus Christ he was healed instantly, and then immediately the religious leaders of their time came and grabbed them and wanted to arrest them and say, "Hey, and by whose name and by whose authority did you do this?" And you know what? Peter and James and are Peter and John? I'm sorry, not James. Peter and John said. They said whether you you know whether it be that uh, you know we're not going to serve man, we're going to serve God. If God's telling us to do it, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to do it, regardless of what you say or think. And they, you know, and so now they're, they're, they had a boldness kick in. They were bold already, but they didn't take it and say, you know what, you know, you know, this is a coming against us. My God, maybe we should, we should turn the other cheek and, you know, we really should not stand up for ourselves and we really just need to get slapped around. You know, we're Christians and Jesus did say, turn the other cheek, you know, when maybe we should stop using the name. No, absolutely not. They said, no, we're going to be bold. And what did they do? Immediately after, we'll go there, Acts chapter 4, they were attacked, and then they were told to stop, but they were released at this time, and when they were released, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own companions, or their groups of people, their their same followers, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So they said, hey, look, we got attacked, and we got told to stop. So we're telling you. But then they said in verse 24 So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David had said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together and against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So right there, this is a time of prayer. They gather together and then say, oh, Lord, please help us endure it. We'll be quiet. Just give us the grace to just make it. No, that's not the book of Acts church. That's not why the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit didn't come to make you weaker. The Holy Spirit came to make you bolder and stronger. Amen. To speak up. I'm not saying to be ridiculous. I'm not saying to do things to harm other people. That's not what they did. They said, Lord, just help us to be bolder to stand for the truth. Why? Because Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. To not stand for Jesus is to not stand for the truth and we have to stand for the truth in these last days. This is we got to grab a hold of this folks. I'm telling you right now, you got to grab a hold of boldness. I've been praying, Lord, make me bolder in 2024. That should be one of your prayer points in in the fast. Lord, make me bolder for you. Make me bolder to stand for truth. Make me bolder to stand against ridiculousness. Make me bolder to speak your truth and not care what anybody thinks. Why? Because it what that's what they had to they had to cross They had to look across the table and say, you know what, guys? We don't give a rip what you think. We don't care. If God said it, that settles it. I'm standing for it. And that's that's the attitude you got to run into in 2024. And I see you running into 2024 with a new boldness in Jesus' name. If you receive that, type amen in the comments. So they said, Lord, grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. And then they said, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through your name, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So when you get bold and you allow the Lord to to fill you again, because then it goes on to say. Better finish the finish this before I drive my home home, my point. And then verse thirty one, it says, then they prayed and the place where they were assembled together was shaken And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word with boldness. So the initial baptism of the Holy Spirit is what we talked about to begin with, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But then the Bible says to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit in Ephesians. And now here they're praying, Lord, give us boldness. Lord, grant to us boldness. And what happened? The Lord, did, you know, the Lord, he responded and he didn't respond by saying, no, make sure you turn the other cheek about 10 times before you get bold. He said, no, immediately the Holy Spirit came, filled them with the Holy Spirit afresh. He answered their prayer immediately. And then the Bible says they were bold, preached the word. And then it says that signs and wonders followed the boldness of the preaching of the gospel. In other words, the more bolder you get for standing for the truth, the more signs and wonders and healing is going to follow your life. Man, that's enough to get around. I'm going to run around this place. I mean, the bolder you get for God, the more God's going to come back behind your word of what you're saying. Why is that happen? You know, I've seen that happen in my own life, you know. Getting bold about truths of God's word. Some of y'all just need to get bolder. You say, you know what? I believe in healing or I believe in prosperity. I don't care what you say anymore. I'm going to give until I see my breakthrough or I'm going to lay hands on every single person until they're either one, all bald or all healed. I don't care. One of the two, that it's going to happen. And that's, you got to get bold. Come on. You got to get bold for the truth and not in arrogance, not in say, not in, not in a Uh, a way of saying Lord so people can look at me but say no because so they can look at my God that's the attitude Peter and John had they didn't have the attitude of so that you know God, give us boldness so they can say, wow, look how bold Peter and John is. No, give us boldness so that your hand can stretch forth and heal more people, save more people, deliver more people. Lord, make us bolder so more people can hear the message so we don't get weak need and cave and give up and, and, you know, get ran over. No, we're going forward with God. We're going to run to win. If you're going to run to win, you're going to be bold because there's going to be things that come up. There's going to be people challenging you. Well, who do you think you are? You really believe in that faith works? Yes, I believe faith works. Yes, I believe I I get what I say. Uh, Yes, I believe mountains move when I speak to them. Yes, I believe I'm going over, not under. Come on. Who am I preaching to tonight? Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. We started a little slow, but I feel an uprising in this place. Come on. You got to cry out and say, Lord, make me bolder. Bolder. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get You know, you can be bold and and quiet. You don't have to be bold and, and obnoxious. There's two different things. You can be bold. You can be strong, but you don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be weird. See, remember what I started with. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you weird. So one of the things, immediate results, is you have a boldness in you. And a lot of times what happens is your flesh is not where your spirit man is. Your flesh is timid. Your flesh wants to not be bold. But I found out, and I found it out through soul winning, that if I just take a step forward when I don't feel like it, then the boldness kicks in as I move. The boldness kicks in as you speak. I'm learning that as I preach. As I share the word of God, because I feel things in the spirit. I feel, you know, when you're preaching, when you're sharing, you can almost feel and hear the thoughts of the people. Well, there he goes again talking about money or there he goes again to, you know, oh, he believes that people can be healed and you can feel those thoughts. But you know what I've learned is I'm going to amp it up and run at that thought so that not for me, but for the Lord to come through behind his word because he's he's looking for the boldness of the preaching of the word remember to stretch forth your hand to confirm his word with signs, wonders and healing. And so when you feel that timidity in your flesh, you got to, you got to march forward and, and say, no, I'm, I'm going to push past this. And yeah, it's going to, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's why we're talking about the Holy spirit tonight. And one of the natures of the Holy spirit is he's a comforter. He's a comforter. And so, you know, I'm talking about boldness, but boldness really is kicked in when you, when you confront that timidity, when you confront that, that flesh that says, don't do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like saying it. No, you confront it. And then, and then that's when the boldness kicks in. And so that's what they did. They confronted it. They went back, they prayed, and they said, Lord, we're not going to hide in this prayer closet and just pray that you would save the nations. No, we're going to pray that you give us boldness so we can continue to preach your word and you confirm your word. Come on, I see you getting bolder tonight. I see you getting bolder tonight in Jesus' name. So number three, boldness. Now, number three and four kind of go together. Because, and then number four, signs will follow. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, signs will follow. Now, we read that in Mark chapter 16 about, in my name you shall cast out devils. Yes, there's real devils, there's real demons. Despite what people think, not everything is mental illness. And I'm not talking down on mental illness, it's a real thing. But there's actually real devils that are harassing people and the way to deal with it is with the Holy Spirit. And in my name, you shall cast out devils. So the Holy Spirit is the one who, just like the Bible says in Genesis one, the earth was without void and it was dark and the spirit of God, hovered over the face of the deep and he was waiting for a command. See the Holy Spirit is, is waiting for us to speak. And that's why the Bible says in my name, You shall cast out demons. So as soon as we go and we act on the boldness and we speak against against the thing and we use the name of Jesus, who's the one who drives that devil out? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. You've been given power to deal with those things. Now, I'm like trying to find this in my Bible. i got to pause for a second. Gosh, this is a new Bible. You guys like my Bible? It's bright orange. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I just got it. Humble Lamb's Bible cuz someone's going to ask me where I got it. Humble Lamb. So everything's stuck together and you got to figure out where I need to go. Here we go. Mark 16 for the note takers, verse 17 or 6 yeah, 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. So those who are believers. And he was talking to these Disciples who he said wait to tarry to be endued with power and then go and preach. So he's talking to Holy Spirit filled believers. Excuse me. And so he says. In my name, you'll cast out devils. You'll speak with new tongues. You will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, they will by no means hurt them. So, Jose, can you bring in the snakes? And we're going to start swinging them around. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. That's not what he meant there. What he meant there was you will have great protection. You'll have great protection. Amen. And then it says, then they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We see how Paul, some of you are thinking, well, yeah, but is, is that being literal? Well, Paul, he was starting a fire in Acts, 20, Acts chapter 28 in the island of Malta. And as he was grabbing the firewood, a snake came out and bit him. Now, was he purposely handling that snake? No, he wasn't flinging it around and singing uh, amazing grace, how sweet thou art, you know, and, <laughs> and, and letting it crawl over him. No, they weren't doing that. This snake came out of the woodpile and it came and fastened against him, but the Bible says he shook it off into the fire and was not harmed. In other words, there's a great protection when you are going out and sharing your faith and acting for God. Amen. So he'll protect you. Hallelujah. That should encourage some of y'all to take some steps. He's going to protect you. And then they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. These are signs that follow the believer. Who is baptized in the Holy Spirit and actually believes amen because most people who don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit They don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They don't believe people can still be healed. They don't believe in miracles So I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to people who believe in all of this stuff because that's what the Bible says. Because nowhere in the Bible can you find me, and if you can find the scripture, send it to me, where it says that signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Spirit and the move of the Holy Spirit has ceased. You will not find it. It's not in there. And so that's why we continue to preach the word the way it is given. So number four, signs following. You should... And you should say this every day if you can remember, and you should write this in the comments. You should expect signs to follow you every day. You should expect signs to follow you every day. Excuse me. My goodness. Expect signs to follow you every day. Why? Because you're a believer. You're a believer. So these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. So that's an immediate result. You don't have to be discipled through ten different discipleship courses, and and you know then you get your Ph.D. and you know you got so many degrees you look like a thermometer, and then now you're ready for signs to follow you. That's not what the Bible says. It says these signs will follow those who believe. So you are ready, and you should expect signs to follow you. Now, and that's not an excuse to not study your Bible and to read your Bible, but it is. A reality of as soon as you get saved, you're ready for action. You're ready to see signs to follow. As soon as you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you, you receive that power. So number four, signs following. I feel like I've talked about that a lot tonight, so I'm going to go to number five, which is going to be vital to everyone. Number five, the ability to overcome. I'm going to break that down and what that means. The ability to overcome. With the help of the Holy Spirit, he is the one who helps us overcome the works of the flesh to overcome offenses, to overcome every trial, every tribulation, and especially to overcome the flesh. Amen. Galatians 5, verse 16. I want you to go there with me in your Bible. Galatians 5. Verse 16 says, I say, then walk in the spirit. You should type that in the notes or in the comments as well. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So immediately you've received at the time of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you've received the ability to overcome. Now, this is not instantly you've overcome everything. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes things like that, you know, instantly you're delivered from drugs, instantly you're delivered from alcohol. That happens sometimes. But you receive the ability to work with the Holy Spirit and now walk in the Spirit. So you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, this is something that all of us have to grow in. And you grow in it by getting to know the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's like an amplification in an awareness of the Spirit. Amen. Now, you don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some would say you do, but you do, it's not a requirement to, to go to heaven. What you, I'll break that down. When you get saved, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. And if you were to die five minutes after you receive salvation... You're going to heaven because the Spirit of God is your guarantee. He came to live on the inside of you. Now, if you want to progress, and this is just my opinion, but if you want to progress and go further in the things of God, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit because this world is throwing a lot of filth at you, and we need the help and the power to overcome, the ability to overcome. And so this is extra firepower, extra help when you get this. And so it says, we, shall, we, are to, we are commanded to walk in the Spirit. You cannot walk in the Spirit outside of the help of the Holy Spirit. And this is why when you pray in the Spirit, it helps you get into the Spirit. And because you might start in the flesh, you might not feel like praying, you might not even feel an unction, you might not hardly even feel saved, but the more you stir up the Holy Spirit, you get to know Him. You allow Him to work in you. You pray in the Spirit. You're stirring up that gift, and He's helping you walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, the Bible says you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. And so what are these lusts of the flesh? Because some people have never heard this before, and I don't want to take you for granted tonight that you've heard this. So just a couple verses down from that. Verse 19 says this, The works of the flesh. These are things that we... we need the Holy Spirit to help us overcome, are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lawlessness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath or outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of Which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we are to practice now walking in the spirit. If you do not walk in the spirit and you walk in the flesh, you are going to fulfill one or more of these works of the flesh, and only by the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why I titled this number five, the ability to overcome, because we lean upon him, we humble ourselves, and and that's why he's the helper, and we say, Lord, help us to overcome the works of the flesh, and so we do so by allowing the work of the Holy Spirit, and allowing the what God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and He helps us and empowers us and gives us the ability to walk in the Spirit. Romans 8, verse 13 will help us drive home this point. It says this, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, if of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, how you put to to death the works of the flesh is by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Romans 13, verse 14 says this but put on type that in the comments and write that in your notes put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts so how do you cooperate with the holy spirit uh, to put down the works of the flesh you make no room for them this is where you allow the holy spirit to speak to you and say get rid of this don't let them be your friend anymore. Change your clothes. You know, I remember in Bible, uh, when we were taught in Bible school about the Holy Spirit and stuff and people getting saved. You know what? You know, a lot of good hearted people do in church. They mean well, but they try to run down that person who just got saved. They just got saved. And they say, hey, you need to change your clothes. You need to change this. That's not how we dress in church. I know you haven't been in church before, but this is what you need to do. And they leave no room for the Holy Spirit to speak to them. But I found out if you just let the Holy Spirit speak to these people and speak to you, he'll begin to tell you to change some things. And that's how you will eventually not fulfill the lust of the flesh because you're allowing yourself to walk in the Spirit. You're allowing yourself and you're putting on. You're putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and you're making no provision for the flesh. Why? Because if you make room for the flesh, you will fulfill the lust of it. The world is drawing people uh, because of the lust of the flesh, because of these things. And so we have to be co-laboring with the spirit. And that's why I'm giving you these five immediate results, because when you march towards these things and you allow the Holy Spirit to do a work on the inside of you and you allow him to open your eyes of your understanding, you allow him to. Do that work, which we talked about on Tuesday night. We allow that fire to come and burn some things, and you should let Him show you things that, that need to be changed. And you cry out for boldness, and you speak the truth, and you contend for signs and wonders falling, and you become, you, you use the power that's available already to you to be a witness, and you allow your prayer language to flow. You're going to set yourself up to walk in the Spirit on a daily basis. Amen. Not just Sunday but you walk on in the Spirit on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's when you're going to start to see victory after victory, strength after strength. Come on, that's why we need to understand this pillar that we've been given because this is a key to us going from victory after victory. If you want to see victory in 2024, you are going to have to walk in the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do His work you're going to have to you're going to have to and so you need to you need to cry out to God tonight and if you've been filled before then you need to say lord fill me back up afresh Lord, as I come into this holiday season and we're about to celebrate, I don't want to fulfill the lust of the flesh with my family and get into the flesh and get sideways with people. I want to walk in the spirit. I want to walk uh, and be the way you want me to be, be the way you created me to be. You say, Lord, fill me up with boldness, though, because some of y'all family, they might be talking some nonsense, but you're not there to argue. You're not there to debate. But I mean, when it comes down to it, if you got to speak the truth in love, then you got to be bold. I mean, that's the that's the stuff we're up against. I'm not, you know, there's a time to be quiet, but then there's a time to speak up. When, you know, when are you going to defend your faith? When are you going to say, you know, this is what I believe? If you don't like it, then hit the door. I mean, I'm not telling you to fight with your family, but what I'm saying is, is you gotta you gotta allow the Lord to do this work in you and not get ran over. And but all at the same time, you still got to be meek and you got to be patient and you got to be long suffering. There's so much. I could get into tonight, but there's just not a lot of time. So what I want to do now is I want you just to lift your hands in your home. Cause I know people are watching. And y'all, some of y'all need different things. Some of you need boldness. Some of you just need healing in your heart from different things. The Holy Spirit's been dealing with you on offenses or something during this broadcast. I don't know. But lift your hands. We're going to pray. And God's going to fill you afresh so He can pour you out in a lost and dying world. And you're going to see victory after victory in 2024. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. For those watching, Lord, those in their homes that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I pray right now, go through this lens by the anointing of God and fill them up afresh. Fill them to overflowing. Lord, fill them with boldness to speak the truth. Lord, fill them with whatever they need to accomplish your plan and your purpose. Holy Spirit, I know you've given us the ability to, to walk in the Spirit. So I thank you, Lord, that those people make those adjustments tonight, that they'll see victory after victory. They'll run to win. They won't go backwards. The last defeat they've ever had is the last defeat they'll ever have in Jesus' name. We call their families saved. We call their families coming back to Christ. Lord, we thank you that you you continue to make us effective witnesses with signs and wonders following. And, Lord, those who are watching right now, you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but I hope I've done a, a good enough job to get you hungry for it. So what I want you to do is lift your hands in your home. And by faith right now, I want you to say this out loud and believe it in your heart. Say, Jesus, you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in other tongues right now. Be filled in Jesus' name. Now, what you're going to begin to do is you're going to begin to speak in other tongues. Just let it flow out. It'll sound something similar to this. And then you just let it flow. You let it flow. You let it flow. flow. Filled, filled, filled. And you just keep praying. Those who have already been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can start praying in your home right now. You just begin to pray in the Spirit. We'll take about a minute and just pray. And Grisha Tadramande, Kadrisha Dramondo, Grisha Tadra Bamande, Kadrisha Dramande, Grisha Tadramamande, Kadrisha Dramande, Grisha Ramamondo Kudrisha Dramande, Kadrisha Dramande, Grisha Tadra Bababade Kadrisha Tadramande, Grisha Tadramamondo Kudrisha That's it, that's it, let it flow. People are being filled even now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you've got a special prayer request right now, I want you just to send it into our web's address here on the screen. We'll pray for you. We're going to be praying during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. We want to see your family get saved. A great testimony we have is one of our Z team members um, was believing God for her son and her grandchildren, I believe, to be saved, and they came to one of the events and uh, they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and it was an answer to prayer. And so family members are getting saved. Come on. That's an answer to prayer. So if God is doing it for her, God will do it for your family. So send in those prayer requests, and uh, let the Lord bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to give you an opportunity tonight as well. I'm getting my Bible up on my phone to sow into the kingdom of God. We're believing God for 1,000 people to stand with us to take this gospel to our generation. We've seen almost 10,000. We're just shy. We're at 9,551 as we close out the year. salvations, and we're well going to hit over 10,000. We're going to hit 10,000 probably in the first three months, I'm believing, and then we'll just keep running and running and running. And so I want to give you an opportunity to give and before you do i want to give you the what the word of god says and i want to continue along the i've been talking about trusting in god the theme when i do the offering we need to trust god more than ever and especially in the area of finances we don't teach finances just to get your money and all that that's nonsense we teach we teach this because a wise man the bible says a prudent man foresees evil and hideth not himself in other words What would happen? And I'm not speaking fear. I'm not a prophet and I'm not speaking downward economy and stuff. But if we don't teach what the Bible says regarding trusting God in the area of finances, what happens? What about those countries who don't have what America has? What happens if that whole economy is taken down? What happens if what happens if you don't have the the dollar? We wake up tomorrow and the dollar means nothing. You better trust God you better trust God. And as a minister, we have to teach this and not just brush by it. We have to teach the word of God. And so that's why we talk about sowing into the kingdom of the Lord and trusting God with your finances. The Bible says this. I'm just going to go there again. Mark, uh, Matthew chapter six. I think it's worth repeating because some people don't hear it. And we got new people on. It says this, Matthew chapter six. Verse 19, don't store up treasures here on the earth where moth eat and then rust destroys them. Where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust cannot be destroyed, cannot destroy, and thieves cannot break in and steal. Where your treasure is, your desires of your heart will be also. In other words, don't store up your treasures here on the earth because one day they can be super valuable. The next day they can mean nothing. Some people... They haven't given anything to the kingdom of God. They've been saving, saving, saving. And the Bible talks about a man who saved everything he had, and then the next day his his life was required of him. He saved up for what? We should be sowing seed into the kingdom of God for more people to get saved. Why? Because Jesus is coming soon, and your life is so short. So the Bible goes on to say, Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for the body. When the whole eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is full with darkness. And in, the, in that light, you think you have actually darkness, how deep that is. In other words, keep your eyes on the Lord. Put your trust in God. If your eyes is on the world and what the world system, the world system is shaky. One minute, the Dow Jones can be high. The next minute, the Dow Jones can be low. Bible says no man can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot, the Bible says this, you cannot Serve God and be enslaved to money. Amen. That's why I tell you don't worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food to drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food? Your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, they grow, they don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory is dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God so cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? That's a word for somebody tonight. God cares about you. Amen. And you don't have to worry. Verse 31, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs, so seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow brings bring its own worries. Enough trouble for the day. So I want to encourage you and challenge you To put your trust in God. How do you do so? The Bible says you cannot serve God or money. In other words, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. When you sow into the kingdom of God and through the avenue of tonight is an opportunity to sow into Zayner Ministries, which is a ministry where we're winning the loss, reviving the church, impacting this generation. I just told you 9,551 souls have been saved so far, and we're not stopping any day soon. But when you are sowing into the kingdom, you show by your actions and and by your heart that you are trusting and putting your trust in God. And so I'm challenging 1,000 people to join us in partnership to whip the devil's rear end before Jesus comes back and help us win as many souls as possible. And so you can see the different ways to give. And I want you to encourage you as you're sowing, you're not just giving to man, you're giving to the Lord. And you're saying, Lord, this represents me, my time, my effort, my talents, but I'm trusting you. Yes, I worked. Yes, you worked hard for that money. You worked real hard. You put in the time, but you're sowing a seed saying, Lord, I did it all, but you're the one who gave me the strength. You're the one who gave me the ability, the talents, the the way I, you know, my mind, and I'm turning around and giving it back to you to show you, one, that I trust you and I thank you. And I'm putting my money and my actions where my heart is. And you're storing up treasures. Why? As you sow into the kingdom, the same account of souls that are coming in for us by us preaching and going and sharing is going to come to your account. When you get to the other side, it's gonna, the Lord's going to say, yeah, you, you helped send that uh, man of God and, and his, his wife to the nations and to the states. And they led these people to the Lord. And here is your portion of it because you sowed. And I want to say thank you for that. You can see the different ways to give on the screen. I want to challenge you to become one of those uh, 1,000 partners. You can do so by going to zanerministries.com forward slash give. Hit the recurring tab. And so maybe you you can do $50. Maybe you you want to say, I want to do $1,000, but I can't tonight. Well, if you sign up and you give $84 every single month, that will be $1,000 in a year. You can break it down into 12 months. There's many different ways you can do it. You can also give uh, through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. And if you're watching, you say, you know what, I can't do it electronically, but I want to do it by check. You can send it to Zaner Ministries, the P.O. Box 125, Copley, P.A. 18037. We also have Zelle. That's a new way to give now. And you can give it by info at ZanerMinistries.com. That's the way to give by Zelle. And you can also scan that QR code. We have, like, a bunch of different ways to give. Why? Because we want to eliminate every excuse. Everybody can be a part. Everybody has a different avenue, a different way they want to give, and they can. And we're thankful for that. Anyone who gives $25 or more tonight, we want to send you this free gift called Bible Doctrines. This has stood the test of time and is a great uh, resource on your bookshelf And then also, anyone who gives any amount at all, you can scan this QR code as a way of us saying thank you. It's a free gift. Whether you give a dollar, you give a thousand, you give a million dollars tonight. um, Praise the Lord. You can get this gift tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who want to receive text messages, you can do so by joining the Z Team text message updates these are from me or my wife you can receive prayer you can send your prayer requests you can get a word of encouragement from us and we'll tell you what's happening on the road because we're staying connected because we're all on the same team amen hallelujah i don't think we got any other slides last reminder before we close out Monday through Friday, starting January 2nd, 1 p.m., we're going to be praying and fasting and giving you the word of God. Join us at one o'clock in the afternoons, Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Get the Word of God like you have tonight. Hit the subscribe button so you get notified. And those who hopped on last, daily Bible reading plan, sign up, go on our Facebook page, hit click the link. And be a part. We have 18 people. I'm believing God for at least 30 people to do it with us. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZaynerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.